0: Have you ever thought about offering lawn aeration? Today we're gonna talk about the ins and outs of lawn aeration and how it can be profitable for your business. Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, Spreading brand awareness and much, much more. Now, your host, Lawn Care Frank. What's going on, Lawn Care Pros? So, today we're going to talk about some of the challenges that we face as entrepreneurs when we plan everything and things just don't go right. So, today we kind of finished up our lawn aeration for the season, uh, at least the uh, spring lawn aeration. We're going to do another fall lawn aeration, uh, possibly. So, for the spring lawn aeration, we generally try to get that done in April, May. We don't want to try to extend that out any further than that. And this year was kind of challenging because in April and especially in May, we had tons of rain. So now here it is, you know, a few months later, early summer, and we just finished up the lawn aeration. So. I want you to just realize that those obstacles are going to come your way and you're going to have to just pivot and continue doing the best you can. And that's what we did. And we just wrapped it up. And, you know, looking at our schedule for the rest of the year, it looks like we're right back on track. So sometimes you can't really anticipate some of these things that are going to happen, especially when it comes to Mother Nature. So you're just going to have to pivot and get the work done. So now that we talked about that a little bit, I have here with me Bobby, who is the production manager for the business. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about some of the challenges that he's faced, not just with the scheduling portion of it, but also being out in the field or managing the field crew. So let's get right into that. Hey, Bobby, so how are you doing today? Oh, doing great, doing great. So how do you feel about just getting things done, right? Like we just wrapped up so we can go, you know, uh, have some fun, right?
1: I'm so excited that we got the production side of the aeration completed. Um, it's been a, kind of a long process. We've done a lot more than normal for us this year. Um, and then just some of the challenges that happened, you know, as far as planning and when we thought we were going to get those done. But it is great to know that
0: I am completely done with them as of right now. So, as I was talking at the beginning, you know, with the scheduling part of the lawn aeration, how was that a challenge for you? Um, We just had a lot of unusual
1: weather this year. Um, We had a lot of rain. Um, We had a lot of cold spells that kind of came late for us this year. Uh, The time that we normally are focused on doing the aerations and and getting that production done um, just got moved and and really kind of got pushed to um, a part of the year where we're a little bit um, more focused on our granular service. Um, you know, During the aerations, a lot of times we're doing our, um, we're finished up our pre-emergence and we're getting into where we're starting to get a lot of new customers and we kind of have everything scheduled out to where we're managing new customers coming on, our existing customers we have and their services, and then putting the aerations in as well. So with that piece being taken out and we actually had a lot more new customers coming on, um, it was a ba- good balance for us. We were able to really keep the... business on track and forward, but it was just, it really hindered us on being able to get that aeration done. Um, But uh, it, it, so it was a challenge because we ended up having to just kind of keep moving it and moving it and moving it. Um, and it's one of those, an aeration, the, the way we do it, we have a lot of communication up front with the customers. They know a, a more than a week ahead of time when we're coming out. And you have to really take that into consideration when you're doing that scheduling, that if it looks like it's you know, 70, 80, 90% chance of bad weather, you don't want these people to get their lawn ready, and then you're going to skip it because it's bad weather, and then you're rescheduling it. So we really want it to be as optimum as possible when we start scheduling those aerations from a weather
0: standpoint. That's great. So when you're talking about, you know, the preparation side, when it comes to the customer, um, we send out, like, emails. We communicate with them and let them know some of the things that they need to do, like flag their sprinkler system and let us know if there are any obstacles or anything that might be under the ground, right, Right. that we don't know about. Maybe it's, you know, uh, uh, natural spring or whatever it might be, right? right. Well, So we want to make sure that we're uh kind of covering every basis so we're not damaging anything that doesn't need to be damaged so tell me a little bit about that as well like um i can just imagine you know we communicate we communicate we communicate but when we get out there what would you say you know what's the ratio of you know the number of people that actually do the things that they need to do to make sure that you know we we don't run over cable We don't damage sprinkler heads or any other obstacles that they're familiar with and know of that's underground that we just simply don't know because we're not that familiar with the property as they are. Sure. Um,
1: You know, absolutely. I would say that on average, about 50 percent of our customers actually get out there, flag the lawn, um, have it, you know, sectioned off to where we know. Uh, also with that, we kind of want the the mo- lawn to be mowed within a few days before. Um, so once I'm walking through, um, one of our things that we do at every lawn that we go to is even if it's flagged, we're still, the technician is still walking that lawn to look there, see if there's something they might miss. A lot of times customers will think like, you know, there's a big grate there. They'll see that. But when they're behind that machine, you know, that's like six foot, you're, you're kind of looking over the edge of your car. You don't you can't see exactly where your bumper's at. So you kinda of gotta to want to have that flag so you can see where everything is and make sure you avoid those things. Um, so the technicians always walked along to see if there's anything else that we need a flag. To, to kind of help us and, and then to just kind of look for those dangerous areas um, that, that could be possibilities. But so having that lawn mode is also kind of a key point as well. And it definitely makes it easier for the technician if there's not six inches of grass they're trying to push this machine through. Um, it's a lot easier to see sprinkler heads in case people forget or the solenoid covers. That's the, I'd say the solenoid covers is the number one thing that people don't flag because they think it's just so obvious. But like I said, once again, you got six inches of grass, you're six feet behind. It's really hard to see some of that sometimes, and, and then you hit it, and it can be a unfortunate
0: situation. Yeah, for sure. And you hit on a couple really good points, you know, um, so for our audience, uh, so they know we actually – you know, walk the property, just like you said, not only looking for those obstacles, but one of the other important thing that you just pointed out was, you know, a safety issue, right? Because we also, as much as we, you know, are on the property, uh, the fact that we're not there every day, you know, um, it's a good idea to walk it because what if there's a, you know, big crater, right? And again, if you're behind that machine, you're not going to see that big crater or, you know, it's. You know, a lot of the lawns are just not perfect flat lawns, right? Oh, absolutely. So you have lawns that are going to have, you know, bumps and
1: valleys and... Tree roots. And and sometimes there's, you know, the degrade of of the lawn can sometimes be very deceptive. I mean, where it looks like, oh, that's not that steep of a hill. Well, when you have this machine that's got a lot of force, a lot of power then it's a little bit wet, and then it's already kicking up mud because it's pulling out these cores. You know, it can be dangerous really fast. So you really need to know that lawn. If you're not familiar with that lawn, if that technician, you know, our technicians, you know, they do all the lawns, but some of them they've been doing for years and years. They know them inside and out and they're more comfortable with them. But some of the newer ones, you know, they really need to walk it and, and be aware because it's a different mentality when you're putting down granular or spraying for weeds versus running an aeration machine
0: yeah and that that air ratio machine can really uh it's really bulky it's heavy and sometimes you can lose control of it so it's really important to try to stay in those uh flat areas right and you know you're gonna run into some of the hilly areas but one of the things that we do is encourage our employees to uh, when they run in when they run into an area where it just doesn't look safe or they're not sure about it You know, tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what our policy is as far as covering uh, ourselves as far as from an injury standpoint, right?
1: Right. We always teach the technicians to think safety first. Walk the lawn, make sure everything looks good. If there's any areas you're in doubt, don't do it. Just don't take that chance. Um, you know, you can run the machine. Our machine actually will run without having the um, aeration pump being punctured into the ground. It, the tines actually go into the ground. So you can actually run the machine over it without it actually being activated and punching the holes in the ground to see how it can control, like, oh, wow, this is pretty steep. It can't even get up it. So once you're in that situation, it's a lot easier to kind of test it out versus having that machine going full blast that's putting holes and if you get to a point to where you can't push it up it just sits there and pow, pow, pow and it just keeps driving holes in you can really damage the, the lawn so we always teach them you know when in doubt see if you can just drive the machine over without the, the uh, tines being activated because if you can't then there's no chance of being able to do it that way. And then just really looking and being aware of where you're at, you know, if you're gonna be going backwards, you know, is there a pool behind me? I don't need to fall in with the aeration machine in a pool. Um, And then really being careful where you drive that machine over, you know, if it's a, a patio, You can't, you know, you don't really want to take a machine like that over steps or stairs, um, you know, and and take it onto a wooden patio because you don't know how strong that wooden patio is. Um, You know, having a a flat rock surface, that's different like a driveway. You're not typically going to break a driveway or sidewalk or something like that if you drive over it with this machine. But with a wooden patio, I don't take that chance and I wouldn't want anybody else to take that chance. So we just skip those areas if we have to. Um, And and I can tell you 99% of the time, if a customer calls and says, hey, y'all didn't do this area here, and we explain to them it's it's a safety issue, we can't get to it safely, or the machine doesn't fit in that area, or, or we have multiple machines that none of them can get in that area because you've got stairs that go from your front yard to the backyard, and there's just no way to around it, they understand. It's a lot easier to communicate to somebody that, we're safe, and we want to be safe. We want your your stuff to also be taken care of. Versus, oh, we can just muscle it through and try to get it through those rocks, and it's just not worth taking a chance with that machine and, and the safety, and then the damage to somebody's property, whether it's a stone walkway or uh,
0: a wall or anything like that. You just got to be very, very observant of what you're doing. Absolutely. So, and it's not like it's not like we're not doing, uh, you know. 95 percent of the lawn. We're actually doing 95 or 98 percent of the lawn. In many cases, we're doing 100 percent of the lawn. So it's it's that two percent.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's very minimal. I mean, it is it is uh you know out of the hundreds that we do. I mean, you're talking about two to five people that are like, oh wow, there's that's a that's an area we can't do. Um, It's you know like you said, 99 percent of the customers we're doing 100 percent of the lawn.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So going a little bit further into that as far as um, the customers, you know, after we explain it to them and, you know, they understand that, hey, we didn't hit this particular area because, you know, it's a safety issue. Like you said, they totally understand and it's not something that, you know, they're not asking for a refund or anything crazy like that. But if we were to be in a situation where, you know, hey, am I going to get like a rebate because you didn't do 2% of my lawn, you know. Maybe to have a 10,000 square foot lawn and we didn't do, you know, a small 200 square foot of it. Uh, And typically that's going to be it, right? Like maybe 100 square feet of a 8,000 square foot lawn that might get missed uh, because it's a safety issue. Maybe it's an uphill or downhill or whatever it may be. So push comes to shove if a customer is like just irate or for whatever reason, which I don't think we've ever had a case like that. But just for our audience, so if they, you know, run into a situation like that from a customer standpoint, you know, what would you do to kind of calm them down or, you know, give them a refund or give them partial or maybe something like an additional treatment next time just to make them happy? What would you do? Uh, typically you know obviously gauging what the customer
1: you know how they're talking how long they've been with us um you know how much they they spend with us it all is a factor and how you take care of them um, but typically i would just give them something on the next service i'm not going to discount that service we did today um, i'm going to discount something in the future so maybe maybe i say hey on the next um, fertilization we control we'll go ahead and give you half off on that next one and just make it to where it's you know a good win-win for both of us. I definitely don't want to be like, oh, I'm giving you $4, because that's about what that percentage is on aeration. I don't want it to be like that. I want them to feel like that we heard what they said, but also I'm gonna educate them that, hey, if this is a safety issue, it's gonna be like this every time. So just know going forward, the next year when we come out to do this, we're not gonna do that same area, and we're not gonna adjust the price. The price is gonna be this price, and the only reason why I'm doing it is because I want you to be educated on and hit your expectation. So for next year, the expectation would be just what we did today for the same price you did today. But because it's kind of a surprise for you today, I'm doing something for you on the next visit. But I'm not going to adjust my price
0: every year um, because they have an area that we can't get to or whatever. And that's a great point, you know. Like you don't want to just you know discount it like half off or whatever because you know you couldn't do just one small area. But again, as you said, you would gauge what you know the reaction of the customer and how long they've been with us and all those other things. And just going back to that, we've really never had an you know problem with the long iteration. I just want to kind of let the audience know if they run into you know that irate customer. That uh, just is demanding, you know, a refund or what have you, which is kind of unreasonable if you've done ninety-eight percent of the lawn and you come to two percent of the lawn that you know you're not doing it because you don't want to break your back or you don't want to destroy their property or you don't want to destroy a you know eight thousand ten thousand dollar machine so you can you know bulldoze through it like you said earlier, right? Right. Awesome, awesome. We're going to continue this conversation next time with Bobby, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. See you next time, Lawn Care Pros thank you for listening to the lawn care frank podcast please subscribe and visit lawncarefrank.com for more helpful tips and information